I say something. Hello. Adventure. Love. Connection. Risk. Passion. Evolution. Play. Life. The Archetypal Tarot Podcast. Provocative mythology for the 21st century. Hello, Julienne here. Sindera and I would like to invite you to join our team and become a patron of the Archetypal Tarot Podcast. And it's super easy to sign up. Just go to tiny.cc slash tarot and check out all the fun rewards that we've got to show our appreciation for you. And so, you know, like for less than the price of a cup of coffee, you're going to be getting more great podcasts, interviews with teachers, writers, artists, and for the first time ever, exclusive podcasts just for our patron team. And the first 15 people to sign up will automatically receive the rewards for the next level up. So check it out, tiny.cc slash tarot. And here's our latest episode where Sundara and I talk about the archetypes in the movie Wonder Woman. Enjoy. Hey, Sundara. Yay. Aloha. How are you? I'm doing great, Julianne. How are you? Aloha. Aloha. I am good. It's good to hear your voice. It seems like it's been forever. And um, I know we're both super excited to talk about what is kind of my new favorite film and might be yours, Wonder Woman. Archetypally <laughs> I think rich. Wonder Woman <laughs> has brought us together for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, God, where do I start? Do you know what I did today? I looked... Um, I never, I try not to read reviews before I go to a film, um, just because I just, you know, I, I don't want anybody else's whatever um, to influence me. I just want to go fresh and see it. And I, I think I saw it maybe the second weekend after it opened. And um, so I saw it, loved it, saw it with a big group of friends and was just today ahead of our call here <laughs> looking through reviews, thinking I would find all these amazing reviews by women. <laughs> And I struggled. I went through nine pages of Google search results and was not finding kind of what I expected to see. So I was like, I just found a really a lot of schmucky guys <laughs> saying really stupid things. So um, I'm sure there's good reviews out there, but um, it was an interesting perspective to sort of prepare for this call. Just a interesting reaction by men of all ages. Um, about the film, some positive, some negative. I think they're befuddled by it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, I, I haven't read any reviews myself, but I uh, was very excited to uh, get a gift for my, for actually a long time ago for Christmas present. I got to go pretty much opening weekend and nice. see it in X Knife. It was total treat. Uh, I cried so much during the film the first time I saw it and then I saw it a second time in 3D with a bunch of uh, fifth graders middle school girls Aww. and um, which was really really powerful to take nine girls to go see the Wonder Woman movie and they were so stoked and so into it uh, and I absolutely cried the second time I watched it as well um, so I'm so I'm so excited to kind of break down this film and to to talk about Wonder Woman with a friend that I feel is a Wonder Woman. You. And um, you're the see Wonder it. Woman. I've seen you in the outfit. It's amazing. <laughs> I it, I had a Wonder Woman Fourth of July. Absolutely, it was 
found the Miss Liberty firework. I, I had a lot of fun. I wrote a speech. Um, it was just very deeply moved by the, by the whole history and the, the, the recent emergence of reemergence of Wonder Woman in our culture right now. So I'm excited to talk about it. Absolutely. I think it's incredibly important and, um, something that we've talked about in the past on the podcast and something that I've certainly observed is when, I mean, I, I would honestly say, I think our country, the United States is in crisis. You know, we're, we're getting used to being in crisis, but everything that's happening um, really is kind of crisis mode. Um, if, if just, but for the, the divisions that are happening now, but when you observe the art and media that's created. I'm not talking news media. I'm talking about entertainment, like film, um, music, you know, uh, gallery art, things like that. Um, it is to me a sign of what is bubbling up. You know, it doesn't matter that maybe Wonder Woman was made a year or so ago. Um, it's, I think, synchronistic that it's coming out now and that when we look forward through the summer movie, granted summer movie schedules tend to be filled with big blockbusters, but this year it has a really large amount of superhero movies. And mm -hmm. that to me makes sense because there's a lot of, oh my God, someone come save us because this is messed yeah. up. <laughs> um, Absolutely. I was reflecting on that too. Right? It's when when the situation is so dire and the systems that we've put in place uh, don't seem to be able to fix any of the problems or the personalities that are uh, reigning at the moment, it, it's almost as if our collective imagination needs to invent a, <laughs> a character that has these superpowers that can face up to these people uh, and these forces in, a, in, a, in an astounding way. So that is really an interesting phenomenon. It is. And I think the danger for me that I see is that, that the, the general populace people who, I mean, I love a superhero movie as much as the next person always have. I mean, I'm not a classic comic book geek, but I really do enjoy the big, you know, the X-Men's, the, um, you know, all the big superhero movies. I really enjoy them, but there's something that I think happens is we get a sense of like a relief from watching it, like there'll be a hero to save us, but archetypally and symbolically, what it is showing us is is just something that's writ large on the screen. Um, but we can actually be those persons in our lives. You know what I mean? In our smaller or whatever lives, we might not be able to fly or throw webs or all of those things. But like it's it's kind of telling us that the power is within us. That to me is mm -hmm. kind of the symbolic movement, but if we project all of that onto the screen and leave it there, we're kind of leaving, you know, the throwing out the baby with the bathwater. It's just telling mm. us, but the, mm -hmm. the feminine archetypes and the archetypes in general in this film just, just blew me. They delighted me so much. And I think that for me, the timing was perfect for, for that to get into our collective consciousness but I'd love to hear a little bit more of, of your take on maybe to kind of throw in a little bit of tarot. Because I have a couple little tarot things that kind of came up for me. But I'm interested to hear what came up for you. You've seen it twice. So, uh, so um, yeah. So if we're pulling in the archetypal tarot perspective into this, um, it, it was really a apparent to me that the fact that Wonder Woman's name is Diana absolutely connects her to 
this goddess or the moon goddess that we see in the, the high priestess card. And uh, so we've got this manifestation of this incredible female energy. And, oh, gosh, I just realized we have to be careful about spoilers. <laughs> no, no. Let's just assume our audience is amazing. Okay, so the, and they've the seen it girl. five times already. Yeah, spoiler warning. I'll put it on the show notes. Because how do so, you not talk about some of the specifics? So, um well, this, this is very specific. Okay, I'm warning you. If you haven't seen it, maybe you don't want to hear this part. But so in the final battle, when Wonder Woman is facing, you know, the archetypal masculine. The war god. The war god. He sends this immense energy at her, you know, to destroy her. And she is, you see it getting collected in her bracelets you know those mm-hmm. classic bracelets that wonder woman holds and and she uses the this immense amount of energy in those bracelets to to just throw back at him which uh i believe wins the battle and um and i just was so moved by this because this is the power of the moon or the reflected energy mm-hmm. it's not so much about like creating and egotistically putting your power on other people, but it's about using more of that yin energy or reflecting back what is given to you kind of like almost like a Tai Chi kind of thing. I don't know. So I was just so moved by that moment because she was just pushing back what was given, what was sent right back at her. So uh, that Diana moment, that moon moment, made me think of a high priestess. <laughs> Absolutely. I, th- I thought of that was the first thing I thought of because of course she's, I guess not technically an Amazon because she was sculpted out of earth and life breathed into her by Zeus. But um, in a sense, I mean, she really was born and raised, you know, an Amazon um, on, on an Island with only women, other, only other Amazons and, you know, fought to become a warrior and all of that. So I thought, priestess because of you know who she comes from can I just say something about her so her mom um who's played by Connie Nielsen and her aunt who's played by um Robin Wright they're both women in their late 40s early 50s can I just get a moment to be like yes Hollywood made a (laughs) film where they actually had badass women who are, you know, not just like 18 and nubile. They're in their like late forties. They're like, you know, just like that made me so happy. But getting back to that, my first thought was the priestess because her mother very, very much, um, remind, you know, that brought to mind the priestess and that she Mm. didn't want her daughter to learn to become a warrior. And then the warrior aunt played by Robin Wright, um, you know, eventually, um, capitulated and let her become that. So that was to me first kind of priestess. And then immediately went to the chariot because a lot of the arc of Wonder Woman, Diana Prince is getting that understanding. She is in this world of the feminine, but they're learning to protect. So there's a masculine and feminine happening there, but she, until she leaves, you know, the Island, she doesn't get to see what the real, shadow side of the masculine is and that it's you know the the top person in charge of you know inventing this chemical warfare was a woman and you know mm-hmm. so her eyes get opened and she really has to grab the reins of the charioteer the masculine and the feminine to get an understanding of 
um, you know, her own power and what she's, what she's supposed to do. Um, you know, what side is she going to take in that? So I, I kind of went from priestess into the, the chariot and then, um, the warrior obviously is as part of the chariot, the hero, but something. The prince, and and that's the last name that mm-hmm. of the classic Wonder Woman. Yeah. Her last name is Prince, and and it makes me think of this uh, inner ma- noble masculine, uh, the the empowered masculine youth, uh, and a, a noble figure. So, I, I love that her name is a balance of these two, yeah, masculine and feminine. Yeah. Interestingly, something that occurred to me. To day and I think it was after reading the reviews was the son the son the child archetype and uh the son and the protector you know we when we talked about the the son card we were talking about being in that walled garden you know with the happy child riding the horse and that was her on the island there was so much innocence and when she left she still she had to negotiate that world and I let me just tell you I love the awkward moments in the movie you know when she's trying to go through the revolving door and the awkward things with (laughs) Chris Pine's character Steve Trevor and (laughs) I just thought that was adorable and that very much is kind of the sun where she'd been even though she'd been trained to be a warrior she didn't really know what war was until she steps into this other world and is called upon to make decisions and, but also is very strong in her own right. She's, it's very difficult for people to try to put her in her place. And I, I just, I really appreciated that, that part of it, that it didn't have to be dramatic. It was a part of her, you know, the, the throughput of what she was doing. And I love that. Mm, Yeah. There's actually a scene of her as a child on a horse. (laughs) Right. Going through a field, and I, I, I thought I absolutely thought of you in that moment. I thought that's the sun card right there. <laughs> so we've got the sun, and we've got the moon, we've got the chariot. Is there anything else? I think oh that's, gosh, a, that's it's pretty. It's spread. pretty well packed. I mean, you have, <laughs> you know, the the family dynamics, and I mean, we can't do this podcast without spoilers. Um, Something that, so I went to see the movie with a group of friends. There were six of us, interestingly, four men and two women. Um, and we all walked out of the theater, just sort of still clapping our hands together like children going, yay, that was amazing. And it was interesting to hear the guys sort of sense on why they loved it. Um, mm. You know, as a woman, she was kicking ass and she was beautiful and and, um, but one thing that everyone agreed on, um, or basically had the same thought on is there was the scene where, you know, she was dancing with Steve Trevor and then, um, there's that, like, you know, they're in the town, she just saved it. And, um, they just sort of pan up to the window where they're both in a room together. So there's, you know, the innuendo is that they were going to have sex. So, Everybody that I was with really agreed that they're glad that that's the way they handled it, that they didn't move it to a sex scene. And it wasn't because no one wanted to see it. It was just like, this is not what the film's about. We don't need to go there. The film is more, has a bigger story to tell than like, hey, look, they get it on, you know, and Mm -hmm. having to deal with their relationship because it wasn't just about their relationship. In fact, that was so minor to it. And I love that a bunch of guys and the other, my other friend were there. We're, we're all like, yeah, we were so relieved they didn't go there. <laughs> I was like, yay. It was interesting. 
Yeah, so. I mean, if you're looking for Venus and if you're looking for beauty, it's all throughout the film uh, in so in so many more rich and complex ways. I uh, just thought it was beautifully handled. Yeah. And toward the end, you know, with the battle with Ares, you know, and her realization of who she really was and that, you know, her revelation that, like, oh, love is the most powerful force and recognizing not only that, but the difficulty of that, that it's actually easier to fight and have war than it is to love. And I think to me, that was my reflection that I got on it is that that was like, oh, that's even harder. <laughs> it's, you know, war is brutal and difficult, but it's, it's objectively something to do that has a beginning and a middle and an end, <laughs> you know, the masculine <laughs> agency, go do this and you get that. But love is nuanced and messy and requires a relationship and all of that. And that her revelation that it was love that wins um, but also that that is actually more difficult. Uh, that was my takeaway on it because that's what I believe. That's that's our big challenge is to love each other. And it's difficult and messy. And, and yeah, it's easier to, you know, drop bombs. Yeah. And she chooses, well, gosh, another spoiler, but, and she chooses not to, to destroy the the woman with the poisons at the end. Um yeah even though she could, you Mercy. know, mm -hmm. that was a, that was a big moment. Oh my gosh. It's so good connecting with you again. I know. It's so good to hear you <sighs> here in Hawaii doing your thing. No. Well, and this might be a decent time to, there's two things I want to make sure we don't forget to, you know, we don't forget. We have now set up again, um, part two of crowdfunding for the podcast. It's now through Podbean, um, which is our podcast host. That's how we send the podcasts out to the world. And um, we've set it up and made it super easy for people to come on board um, and be uh, be a part, basically, right? They were inviting our listeners to be a part of what we do. And we've set it up um, super easy for people to go anywhere from like $1 a month so like that's not even a coffee a month to up to like um and the 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 big one 20 bucks a month. We know you people are out there. Um is actually like a a big deal. You get a lot of rewards for that and you're you're kind of part of our inner circle if you come in at that level of of our sponsors and um yeah. So I'm pretty excited to get that launched. It's taken a little bit and um I know that uh, getting these podcasts up and going is something we absolutely love doing. So this is more about inviting you guys to be a part of our team. And yeah, we got some pretty cool stuff. So um, you heard a little bit of the URL and the stuff at the beginning of the show, but I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that now. If anyone wants to write it down, the URL is tiny.cc slash tarot. And all of the information will be there. Do you like that tiny.cc slash tarot? That sounds so cute. That sounds like the cutest site address you could ever possibly find yourself lucky enough <clears throat> to be. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. I worked really hard to try to find like a really, really short URL thing to send people. And like, 
<laughs> all too tiny. Uh, but anyway. I, I like it. It's got the word tiny and tarot in it. I, that's really cute. It's it, It's got good alliteration. Yeah. And every sucker for that. Every sponsor level, every reward level has a tarot card, a major arcana tarot card associated with it. So we have sun sponsors, strength sponsors, star sponsors, chariot sponsors, and the big one is the world um, sponsor. So we're pretty excited to get that launched. And there's been, there'll be more about that and some great guests. Sandera, you I'm so excited that we have some amazing guests that are going to be on the podcast this year, at least in the next like uh, three or four episodes. Um, really awesome conversations that I think our listeners are going to get excited about um, and enjoy. So yeah, let's just say nerd me, super excited. A lot is going to be happening in 2017 because I think we need it. Yes, we do. That's why we're here. So, Sundara, you have this piece that you wrote on Wonder Woman. And I think maybe the best way to, we'll have it in the show notes, but if you're prepared to to read that, we will just sort of end our podcast with that. So our listeners can, can tune in and listen to that. And I think it's it's a beautiful sort of uh, reflection on archetypes, these feminine archetypes, but also masculine archetypes and, and how it's uh, really affects, you know, how it affected your psyche. And I'm sure a lot of people can identify. So do you want to read it for us? Yes, I would love to read it. And, um, I'll just say that, uh, it came to me on 4th of July, this speech, this writing, uh, it just burst out all in one, morning uh, that were influenced by recent events at work. And I, I just felt so moved to, to write these things down. So I hope you enjoy. Go for it, girl. In an attempt to add a poster of Wonder Woman to my office, a new colleague of mine expressed her reservation to the addition of this image to the office environment, which to her credit did contain a speech bubble from Wonder Woman's mouth saying, no time for naughty. She articulated, I feel it's important to celebrate real women, brave and courageous historical leaders who had an actual impact on the world. I felt as though wounded, as if a spear had gone straight through my heart, as if she was saying I wasn't real. Why on earth did I feel this way? Wonder Woman is not, in fact, flesh and blood, and I am certainly myself not Wonder Woman. The poster did indeed stick out like a sore thumb on the wall. She did not match the drab green walls, the muted tones of the overhead file bins. Would my own personality clash as brilliantly as this to the work culture here? Wonder Woman seemed protected in her plastic cover, the natural light causing her to emit an armor of reflected light. I was speechless. Tears came to my eyes. I left early from my first official day along with the poster. Today, in Wonder Woman's defense, these words have come to me. You speak of the current suffragettes, the immensity of emotion portrayed in Frida Kahlo's artwork, but who would these women be without the forces that came alive within them? We speak of these forces in abstracted terms all the time. They are real and present even after each historical woman exhales her last breath. Courage, leadership, imagination, vision, Fictional figures such as Wonder Woman 
illustrate and actually embody these forces for us. The gift of fiction, the gift of art that percolates through our culture in various guises depicts for us these forces we hope to ourselves enact. We can celebrate the lives of historical women and embrace the inspiration of the figures of fiction because it is these figures who try on possibilities, dreams, and visions that our not-so-humble humanity has not yet dared. Scientists look to science fiction for ideas of invention and innovation. Teachers and psychologists look to literature for an understanding of human behavior. Mathematicians have found formulas from their dreams, another source some may call not real. But the forces within us are real, love, hate, courage, passion, intelligence, allow us to celebrate and be educated by history and imagination alike, for one teaches of the past, the other of the future. Since her creation, Wonder Woman has been resurrected many times, always reflecting the struggles of the age. Her tiara and dark tendrils rise again, along with a voice that is once again trying to be heard. What do you believe in? What do you wish to stand for? Do you act from love or do you simply hide and take cover from fear? Wonder Woman's name is Diana Prince. Diana connects her to the name of the Roman goddess of the moon. Like the light of the moon, her power is a reflected one and thus reminds us of reflection, the power to look within yourself, to see your own shadows and your own light. And Prince, though she is a woman, she also embodies the sacred masculine. She is in touch with her noble male capacities. And thus, Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, is a marriage of opposites, the holding of attention between differences, and thus a medicine for our deeply divided times. Red, white, and blue are the colors of Wonder Woman's classic costume. In one comic, she is actually dressed from a tattered American flag. Since World War II, Wonder Woman has stood for what is noble about the United States, a symbol of liberty, justice, and truth. She rises in the face of what is most ugly about our country, which has always been equipped with the teeth of greed, bigotry, narcissism, and blindness. Wonder Woman rises with only the weapons of truth and her own strength to remind us of the hope we must not lose hold of. Hold tight to the lassos of truth. Feel the bondage of those bracelets encircling your wrists, reminding all deeds done by these hands to be for the liberation of self and others. Feel the tiara placed upon the crown of the head, framing the third eye of insight, intuition, and crystallized concentration. Most of all, feel your heart beating with life, beating with love for life, bursting in each moment with your passion. Aww. I'm clapping. <clears throat> mm. Mm, that's excellent. I mean, we'll, we're definitely putting that on the show notes. Um, so at the end of the podcast, you can get uh, the URL to where those are. And, you know, it, it, it's something I totally forgot to mention. And I just want to add at the end, here is that, that lasso of truth. And to me, that is, it's so beautifully symbolic of, She's a superhero, and one of her greatest powers is the lasso of truth. That anybody that she gets that around has to tell the truth, and I think that's brilliant. I mean, how different would the world be if we could just lasso that around some people? You know, the deceit is such a huge problem. You know, so much hiding and so much 
people just trying to be greedy and get their way. But if they actually had to tell the truth, you know, they would, they would see so much more in themselves, but they would, they would essentially have to give up what is torturing them and others. Do you know what I mean? Like truth. Absolutely. And that, that was the, her original weapon. I think Mm -hmm. comics have played with her with swords and with, guns and all kinds of things over the decades but she originally only had these implements yeah. of the, the the blocking bracelets and the, the defensive lasso. and the lasso of truth is as her basically her weapon so i'm gonna all take that you know and i think we can do that for ourselves you know the, the what is the i'm trying to remember who said it um it was brilliant of the truth the truth will set you free but first it'll have its way with you <laughs> like that. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, it's true. Is that, a, <laughs> is that a good way to end our podcast? <laughs> uh, I think that I think yeah, that's well done. Well done. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks, Julianne. Uh so good to connect with you. Absolutely. And plenty more podcasts to come. We've got some great guests and also, if you become a sponsor with us, we have patron-only content. So we're talking podcasts and all kinds of stuff that you will only get if you're a part of our team. So join the team. Thanks for listening to the Archetypal Tarot Podcast. For more information on this show, you can find our show notes page at archetypist.com slash Wonder Woman. And don't forget, you can join our team and be our patron. Just visit tiny.cc slash tarot and join our team. And you know what? The next 15 people to sign up as patrons will receive the next level up in rewards. So imagine that. That would be cool. We'd love to have you. And we promise to bring you more awesome stuff because we're like that. And you don't want to miss our next episode where I have this amazing conversation with Tim Freak, including how the tarot works. And big thanks go out to our star sponsor, our very first patron, Richard Cox. Mahalo nui loa, as we like to say in Hawaii, for becoming our patron, thanks for your support, and hopefully at the end of this next podcast, we'll have lots of more names to add to this list. Until next time, take care.